6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. So question for you, when you look at the, the neighborhood that, that you live in, you know, the community that you live in, are there things that you wish could be improved in your community? Maybe there's a, a park in need of a rental. Maybe there are um, you know some speed bumps that need to be put in. What needs to be done in your neighborhood at 780-496-0063? Because there's uh, a number of areas uh, across the city where sidewalks are missing. Sidewalks are missing, or they're there, then they just disappear, right? Um, In fact, across the city, there's about 100 kilometers of road with no place for people to walk. There's no sidewalks, and, and that is set to change. The city has amended its capital budget to include funding to fill in missing sidewalks and paths. They say it's a matter of accessibility and safety. So about $4 million has been earmarked in 2022 and 2023 to get the work done. It's, it's a move that's being welcomed by the organization Paths for People, which launched a, pro, launched a project back in 2019 called Missing Links. And it identified some 200 issues related to gaps in sidewalks, crosswalks, and bike routes in Edmonton. Stephen Rates is the chair of the organization. Stephen, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, so some good news uh, on this front, huh? Yes, we were super excited to see, um, you know, council make this low-cost, high-impact investment in the budget amendment uh, in December, and we're just really excited to see these projects come to fruition. So, Stephen, when when Paths for People launched the Missing Links project a couple of years ago, um, Number one, why why was it necessary at that time, and, and what did it show why it was necessary? I guess <laughs> we were so Paths for People as a group is focused on safer, more livable streets all throughout Edmonton, and we were looking for a kind of project that could amplify our membership's voice that's distributed all across the city. And this kind of project was something we were hearing a lot from folks that they saw things in their community that were missing, uh, missing connections, missing crosswalks and uh, wanted to flag that and make it part of a larger project that we could present to the city. So we were able to, like you said, identify over 200 kind of issue spots throughout the city. Um, Mm -hmm. And this was, uh, you know, we we were able to kind of tack that onto the running list that the city has developed based on 311 complaints and counselor inquiries and that sort of thing. So uh, we have, you know, there's still going to be more uh, missing links to fill after this, um, and we've probably not identified all of them, but mm-hmm. it's uh, we're just really excited to be moving forward. It was interesting reading some old articles uh, on on this, and um, former Mayor Don Iveson was quoted as at one point saying, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, you know, I think it, uh, you know, when sidewalks fall off." Uh, off the page, you know, or fall off, uh, you know, budget items, they tend to be forgotten about for a couple of years. And he he had said, you know, that had happened. Um, So it's good to see this council, um, you know, working to change that because, you know, we've we've been talking a lot over the past couple of weeks, certainly with the snow removal situation in the city about accessibility, about being able to get out and and be able to move and and be able to be safe doing it. This is, this is, you know, this is just one, piece of a big puzzle, isn't it? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, the snow clearing conversation intersects with this really clearly. We want these new connections that are going to be put in communities. We want to ensure that they work in all four seasons. Um, but yeah, I think thinking about the larger active transportation network or the sidewalk network that we have, the main thing we need to remember is that, um, you know, we have a road network too, and that provides people with pretty good connections. Our sidewalk network is kind of like Swiss cheese sometimes, and it just ends. So to make, you know, walking a viable option for you know people of all ages and all abilities it's super important to focus on these kind of projects is there uh, an area when you talk about uh, some of these you know sidewalks and there, there's a lot of them uh in 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 the city is are, are there a couple that jump out to you saying hey you know what this is going to make a big difference in this area i think it'll make a big difference in all of the areas but you know if people are trying to figure out okay well where is this or are there a couple that you know that you want that, that you can highlight yeah, I, I think some ways that we can just immediately perceive this right now within our own communities is, you know, with the snow on the ground, like it's going to get covered up a little bit with this snowstorm. Yeah. But where you see tracks in the snow where people want to walk, um, you know, that is where there's not currently something doing its job, that the sidewalk doesn't exist, but people want to move there. And I think some really good examples of that are, uh, you know, in the, uh, in kind of the, in between space between residential areas and commercial areas we often yep. see especially in newer neighborhoods we just didn't put those connections in at the right time so now we got to go back and make sure that we make those connections so i you know we're a group that's all about walking and rolling that's not just a core issue it is something that affects the suburbs and so yeah. i know i know there's examples out there where you know when you're trying to get to um you know south edmonton common or just that kind of development from a yeah. residential area just isn't the connection there right now are, are, how much work is paths for people doing with with developers, you know, uh, organizing or, or builders who are, who are developing new communities, are, are, do you have conversations with them about about connectivity, about um, about making it a very making these new neighborhoods very user friendly? Yeah, and that's a that's a superb question. I think when we think about moving around actively in Edmonton right now, there's like there are lots of issues to focus on. So it is not something that's been central on our radar. We've had conversations about it before and we've done some outreach, but one thing that'd be good to acknowledge is that especially in some of our new neighborhoods about after I think about the 2010s is when we really upped the standards for um, what we expected from developers there. So a lot of those neighborhoods are now coming online and we see uh really high, like uh you know it, it's really well connected in many of those neighborhoods um with shared use path networks and sidewalks and crosswalks and all of that good stuff so you know we see the standard really high moving forward in newer neighborhoods we'd love to push that standard higher to ensure that it's all ages and all abilities for walking rolling and biking but i think the big focus is on especially some of those communities built between the 60s to the early yeah. 2000s uh you know there was just a, some stuff that fell off the radar when we were developing it and now we've just got to go back and uh fill in those gaps to ensure that everybody has a safe way to get around their community when they're walking or rolling yeah steven uh thank you for making time for us this afternoon we'll leave it there thank you so much thank you have a great day oh and steven steven one more thing mr n says hi
Oh, well, tell them I say hi, too. I love that. <laughs> Take care, Stephen. Uh, Stephen Rates joining us this afternoon uh, with Paths for People. Yeah, I guess, the, you know, you don't really notice it if you're not uh, a big you know, walker. But I know, you know, when I've had my, my grandson out in, in a stroller in a couple of the areas around where he lives, yeah, next thing you know, there's there's no sidewalk. You're rolling along and then it's gone. And so, yeah, it, and that becomes a safety thing, right? I've got uh, I've got a two-year-old in a stroller and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be on the road right want to be on a sidewalk out by where I live now I, I fully understand that I'm on the very edge of the city um, I, there's no sidewalks out here whatsoever uh, and it's been a challenge because there was a major detour um, you know, north of us uh, through the better part of last year that resulted in all sorts of traffic coming down through our neighborhood. And our neighborhood, a lot of folks are out walking. They're walking their dogs. They're walking the kids. You know, the kids are on the bike. And there's one stretch of road that turned into a, a speedway. And there's no sidewalks. There's not even a shoulder to walk on so and, and I get you know I, I get because of where I live that that's kind of maybe just part of it but it did impact the ability to get out and where you're going to walk the dogs or where you're going to take the kids so in uh in neighborhoods right in the city that um you know, even more people live, it's more dense. You can see how this could be a real challenge. So uh, interesting to see that this is this is happening. Um, and it's another one of those stories that we've been following along here for the past a couple of years. It's 